Hello and welcome back everyone to our podcast Brave and Quiet. We are very excited that you joined us today and sincerely hope that you continue to find all the information helpful. I'm Bhavna Raikar, your host, and today we will continue our discussions on the questions that were asked by parents related to their kids' mental health with our experts Dr. Umrania and Dr. Kaur. Just to give everyone listening a brief overview, I had reached out to other parents in the various Facebook groups I'm part of as well as parents as part of my own village and we got such a vast area of questions that we will continue to talk through them in today's episode as well as a few more episodes to come. So thanks to each one of you who submitted questions and thank you everyone for your commitment to mental health. So let's dive right in. So the first question is why do kids become clingy and how to handle it? Hi everyone and thanks Bhavna. It's a very good question. Babies and toddlers go through clingy stage between 10 to 18 months of age, but it can start as early as 6 months of age and can last up to preschool years. Clingy behaviors become less common as children get older. However, it can still be present in elementary school age children. We call this a separation anxiety. It is a part of your normal development. As a mother of 3 year old I can very much relate to this. Can you please tell us little more about it? As I mentioned, separation anxiety is a normal part of your child's development. Anxiety occurs when children are separated from their main caregivers or parents. It may manifest as crying when they are left alone with someone other than their main caregivers. They get clingy, they don't want to play unless you are around. Why is this considered to be normal development From an early age children start to develop a sense of self and develop a desire to explore the world and express themselves In order to explore the world and express themselves they need a safe and loving base Children are biologically wired to develop strong attachments with their parents and usually parents are the ones that can provide them with this role so it is a step forward to their social and emotional development hmm it also makes sense that they become clingy if they have to leave parents to go to daycare or school or fearful that you would leave them with someone when your guest come to visit or you go somewhere because they fear losing their safe base i think the question from parents would be why some kids are clingier than others A very good question. It really depends on child's temperament. Some kids are less social and prefer the safety of their parents' company, which could cause more clinginess. Additionally, you may see more clinginess in children if there are big changes in their lives, for example, moving, going to a new daycare, sickness, change in their routines, arrival of a new sibling, etc. Or another example could be when parents are undergoing through hard or stressful times. maybe going through separation or a divorce children are usually quite sensitive to whatever their parents are going through <laughs> very good point uh, dr kor you know my mentor used to tell us in training uh, that children are like smoke detectors they are just going off because they are sensing smoke somewhere else in the family such as their parents i love that analogy i agree children's world revolves around parents and it is very easy to blame the child for their behaviors then introspecting on if your stress or anxiety or your temperament is causing these behavior 
Exactly. So how do you handle the clingy child? It can be challenging and tiring if your child never wants you to get a break. I think the first step is understand your child. Each child is unique and as we discussed that some children may be more anxious and less social. Therefore you want to build your separation gradually. You may first try to work on separation with people they know. They may need you to stay with them first and slowly separate for a short time. Build this to a longer separation time gradually. You can also do it while you are at home with your child. While you are out of sight of your child, keep talking to them. And when you are back, they will know that your disappearance was temporary. What would you do if say for example they have to start a new daycare or they are in a new situation? The goal is to make them feel safe in the new environment. If they are going to be starting a new situation such as starting a daycare, you may want to start talking about it in advance. You may try to spend time with them in the daycare or maybe around the daycare if possible so that they can get used to this new place, this new environment and know that this new place is going to be safe. Same if your friend invites you for a social event, then giving them a small tour around the house to orient them will be helpful. If you are going somewhere, then tell your child where you are going and when you will be back rather than sneaking out. You may run into some crying when you leave, but once you are back, they know that they can trust you. But if you sneak out, then they may get more anxious if they don't see you. and will become more clingier very helpful points it makes sense that they are clingy because they may not feel safe in a new situation but if they can explore the new situation in presence of a safe base it would make it more easier for them to be less clingy are there any other things you could do yes certainly acknowledge accept and normalize their feelings you may say i see you're anxious and it is okay to be anxious Resisting clinginess or dismissing the feeling will do the opposite. Validate their feelings and allow them to let them go. It can be challenging to stay calm if your child is having tantrum because of separation anxiety, especially when you are in a hurry. Yes, it can be very challenging. And the most important thing to do in this situation is to model calmness. If you are calm, then your child will become calmer. you are your child's role model if you feel anxious embarrassed or get angry your child will feel even more unsafe and this would even worsen the behaviors oh yes i have noticed that parenting is challenging yes it is especially in social situation we often feel shame if our kids act out in social situation It is natural because you are afraid of what other people might be thinking of you as a parent or your child. It is important to be mindful of these feelings, your thoughts associated with it and actions you are taking in these situations. Is it important for you to be with your child to help them calm themselves or is it really worth focusing on what others might be thinking of you as a parent or of your kids? Excellent points Dr. Umrania. Some of the other tips are you can leave behind something familiar with them when you are separating from them. Don't feel guilty if you have to leave your clingy child. You're not traumatizing them. They will eventually understand 
that you will always return back to them. Wait it out. Most kids will come out of this phase by the time they enter elementary school. What if the clinginess or anxiety does not go away? When would we know that we need to seek advice? Very good question. If the separation anxiety is intense and impacting their functioning, if it is lasting beyond preschool or elementary school and impacting their daily functioning such as attending school or participate in other developmentally appropriate social activities, then you need to speak with their doctor. Great discussion. Next question which is asked by a couple of parents is for the kids, how to deal or cope with failures? A good question. First, let's talk about failures. As a parent, our mission is to see our children succeed and that cannot happen without failures. Yes, failure is a part of our life and it is unpleasant, unwanted and painful and definitely not easy for parents to watch their kids struggle. So what could happen if kids don't manage failures well? Right. As you said, failure is a part of our life. If kids don't have skills to manage failures, they may become anxious, sad, shut down or have outbursts. Also, when things are painful and unpleasant, they may start avoiding them. So fear of failures can make kids avoid trying new things or taking on new opportunities that are important for them to succeed. Sounds to me that when we help our kids cope with failures, we are not only helping them in the moment to deal with their distress but we are also setting them up for success i think number one thing is to give your child permission to feel and empathize with them if you are not familiar with empathy empathy is our ability to understand and to be sensitive to others feelings when we fail we experience range of uncomfortable emotions like shame anxiety disappointments anger when your child is experiencing these emotions and if you tell them things like it's okay you'll be fine or you'll do better next time you are invalidating their feelings and this does not help instead you want to validate what you are observing if they are disappointed you may want to say like i see you are disappointed and i know you really wanted to do better in the test you want your child to feel through these emotions all these emotions are part of the life and we cannot avoid uncomfortable emotion even though they are difficult so when you help your child sit with these difficult emotions it allows them to understand it is okay to have all these feelings and they can eventually overcome it it is a part of resilience building they will learn that they can bounce back despite all these difficult emotions i think you called out a very important point here i think sometimes as parents you don't want to see your child in distress so you jump right in to rescue them which sounds like not a good idea to do yes and also when you see your child in distress you also feel uncomfortable and to alleviate these uncomfortable feelings of yours you jump into rescue yes i think one needs to remember that it's not about you it's about them so what should you do next once they have processed their emotions when you see that they are ready to move on 
The next thing would be to normalize that failure is a part of life. You may share personal examples with them, like when you have failed or made mistakes in the past and how you felt and how you bounced back. You may also want your children to learn that failure is not a dead end. It is an opportunity to learn and move forward. So make it a teachable point. Help them reflect on what could they do differently next time. Can they approach someone for help next time if they don't understand something? Thanks, Dr. Kaur. I would summarize that failure is requirement for resilience building. And coping with failures, as we discussed here, is a part of the process of resilience building in our kids. Can I just say that the discussion in this episode has helped me validate my parenting approach as well as widen my parent toolkit. So as always, thank you so much, Dr. Umrani and Dr. Kaur, for providing such detailed discussions on so many questions that we have as parents. Next episode, we will tackle some more of these questions that the parents community have submitted. Hope everyone listening found the information very useful as well. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and visit our website to get more updates. Thanks again. See you next time. Till then, keep talking.